I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome to the worst idea of all time season six fast and furious yeah. all of them in reverse yeah and um first things first like a car <laughs> yeah no uh, you don't hear much acceleration when you reverse car you hear do, 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 do. Wh- which sound what? do you think describes most your feeling about this season is uh, it or is it boo, no no it's, the rever- it's definitely the reversing it's sound a, it's, it's a flatlining it's irritating it's um it's yeah it's not fast it's actually are you furious about that uh no i'm interested i'm intrigued i'm noticing things and i just want to address this because we were copping a lot on social media. There's oh, a, yeah. A lot of people Get into climbing it. through the internet saying, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, phonies. You've missed a screening. Yeah. And um, admittedly, in terms of, you know. I had dropped a ball. Yeah. Guy had done nothing wrong. Well, no, I you know, I could have stayed on top of things. But what is important is this. The work was done. The episode's released. Oh, I didn't give context just in case. Okay, so um, uh, we released an episode that we've uh, recorded in Melbourne with Patty Harrison that was uh, a, a real, um, felt like a bit of an interrogation. I think it was my favourite episode of the podcast so far. Well, it certainly, I think it came at the right time and it was very probing and you were very, you were very vulnerable um, it was a, it was a, it was a special conversation. I feel, and <laughs> this should have named the episode <laughs> a special conversation with Patty Harris. Alongside, uh, you know, the feedback we got on the on the episode, which was fantastic. There was a lot of people saying, "Well, that's all well and good, but you, this is distressing because you're saying this is your last screening of Fast Eight, and this is the seventh conversation that you've released about Fast Eight. And um, and then when we went to David O'Doherty, which was on the same day, we watched Fast Seven for the first time. And people was, people really got fucking riled up when yeah, that one came people, out. Well, people got very upset about that too, not because of David, who once once more was an outstanding guest, but because we had skipped over some of our homework. And um, Tim and I scheduled with Tim. We we sort of we looked at we glanced the numbers and we looked at each other and we said, "All right, let's make this up." And we made a date. We planned it, and then. Morning of, <laughs> I was right. in no, I was in no state of mind to be, um, to be watching Fast Eight. Picture this, <laughs> guys in Melbourne. He's done approximately six hundred shows <laughs> in the last three weeks, and I think it wasn't it your last. It's the last morning. It's the last Sunday. So did you have shows? You had a spelling bee, a live I, so spelling bee night, that night. The, no, no, no. So the night before, I'd, I'd, um. I'd circled, you know, prior to any of this information, I'd circled as the night because I was doing, I had a spelling bee on the Friday, spelling bee on the Saturday, solo shows both nights. Yeah. I had a late night spot after the spelling bee on the Saturday. And I was Did like, you? And I was like, fuck me. I'm going to absolutely send it here. Yeah, I've been yeah, holding yeah. on to a lot of energy. Yes. Well, not a lot of energy, but like, you know, I needed. You've been surviving. And then uh, this little, this little moment cropped up in front of me that said, um, hey, 
we're gonna have to you know this movie you thought you were finished watching you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to track back and watch it and now i remember actually now the maturity of you <laughs> to be put in that situation and say do you know what i i uh in some ways need to do what i want to do so much is just fucking send it tonight probably like you know get to bed at about 4 a.m <laughs> Put a bunch of substances <laughs> in my body, hang out with the coolest people in the world, just fucking go. But what I must do, what I ought to do also, is I need to watch a Fast and Furious this is, movie. Yeah, this is, this is how answerable we are to you. That's and cooked. I uh, rent the movie, I start watching the movie, and I'm just... So th- this is the next morning, yeah, you're yeah. rinsed, um, I'm not assuming. enjoying it, and I'm, I'm just thinking... Something doesn't add up here. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I, you know, I've, I've not seen it once. I've not seen it seven times even. I've seen this movie eight times. And so yeah. the movie's on. I've paid five ninety nine for probably the fourth time to read Fast Eight <laughs> on YouTube. Do you know what... Anyway, go on. <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm just thinking, no, 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 no. This ain't it. And I'm digging through the calendar. I'm digging through all of the, you know, because... When we when we organise a watch and a, a, a thing together, I've put I've taken to putting the screening number in parentheses Fucking next smart. to the thing. And my calendar just says F seven brackets yeah, no, no. six. Yeah, you know, so we got the watch number. That's right. So and I track back and I'm in there and I'm in Adelaide all of a sudden. I've transported back in like six weeks and I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's one in the there's one in the books and I'm like, oh, did we fucking record? Like, did did we not honour that commitment? Or did we? So then I'm going on the podcast app and I'm looking for Adelaide and there's like a, there's an episode that's released in Adelaide, but it was just a family time. Yeah. And so I was like, but I, at first I saw there was an episode in Adelaide and I was like, oh no, nah, it's already out. Fuck, fuck, fuck. We fucked it. I've got to fucking watch this. And then I dig deep and I'm like, no, that's a family time. Yeah. And then so I'm 20 minutes in and I can't even tell you the amount of like adrenaline and <laughs> dopamine that's coursing through my body when I'm like, we've recorded this. We've done this. We've done this. <laughs> and I'm messaging you and you're, you're like very apologetic. You're saying, hey, look, I'm sorry. That's on me. And I'm saying like, this is in terms of, in terms of value for money. For me to pay $5.99 AUD... The $5.99 was never the issue. But for me to pay... I would have paid $100 not to watch. Yeah, I understand. But the money was nothing to do with that. But no, but, you know, like... It was the... Yeah. You having to watch the movie and then... But the value for money, though. Tim, I can't... (laughs) You know, like, if someone came to me that morning when I thought I had to watch it and said, if you pay me $6, you don't have to watch this movie. I know that this is not how... But this is a fun game. What do you think you would have gone up to in the moment? Do you reckon that, that morning yeah. to watch that movie in that moment? I at my most vulnerable, I think I would have paid someone five hundred dollars. Like I think <laughs> at my lowest, I would have literally paid someone five hundred dollars. I would have like I would have gone to a cash machine, yeah, and withdrawn the money and given it to them to say, if, if you if you promised me I don't have to watch Fast Eight tomorrow morning, man, I I take a bit of pride in the in the um. <laughs> steadfastness and the i don't know the the commitment that we have to this today even you know i had to um so i just because i've been in in sydney we've been in melbourne and stuff so there's been a lot of things on the back burner so i just got back a couple days ago and i've been playing big old catch up and intended to watch the movie last night Mm. this watch of uh it's a great time to watch a a movie furious seven i got an hour in and then the old eyelids started getting mighty heavy around midnight and i had to shut everything down including myself had to get up at um about uh before 6 a.m today with baby with baby because that's when remy woke up and um i had to take him in to 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 his carer today Mm -hmm. and uh so i was like so i'd watched an hour last night and then this morning, he fell asleep halfway, us getting down to the train station. We jump on the train to get to his carer. So he's asleep. I'm like, okay, sweet. Well, I guess fucking, you know what i got to use this time for? i got to get back in. The time is Just now. started watching. I'm there with a sleeping baby in a pram on a train watching Furious 7 wet because of the rain is, is next this, to someone. I mean, I'm coming back. I'm I'm. I'm watching Furious Seven, and I just can message he, I, you. I almost walked into traffic on the way fine. back home. I think watching it, Furious Seven with headphones in, a worthy death. Yeah, it's important to me. Actually, I'm so, sorry to hear that you had headphones in. 
Something about watching the movie on your phone on a train with your baby. I just feel like you should have it coming out of the phone speaker. Why is that? Where's I just that coming think, from? I just think it's it's more demoralizing. It is. It is. I couldn't live with the shame of that. The the phone speaker on the yeah yeah family. especially that movie you know it's, or anything any piece of content on my phone. God, I can't is think it, of is it, I mean, is this modern parenting? Or is this unique to Tim, what happened this morning? I'd say it's pretty unique to Tim. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Absent of the necessity for me to get the watch completed before you were due to come to my house, I would have... I would never consider even, like, watching any movie on the train with my, my no, the sleep, sleeping baby. Sleeping yeah. bub and phone time is... That's modern parenting. I guess you're right about that. It's what, it's, it's what you're using the phone time for. What yeah. would you... Um, have rather rather have been doing on your phone with that little window of time. Do you time. know? Um, I'm not cracking it just yet, but I am trying to just be bored a bit more at the moment. So ideally, I would have bloody just left phone the phone you would have in let the pram. Thoughts, thoughts roam free, and I got a new phone. It's too it's too big for me, so it actually helps with this. <laughs> it's really? not as appealing. Yeah, That's it's good because it's a lot easier to get work done, like emails and shit. It's so much easier to do all the keyboard and you can have two mm-hmm. things open at once and all of that palaver and I can see stuff easier. But for just any old reason, it, it is another barrier for me to whip it out. It's interesting. Guy Guy Williams has a small phone mm. for the same reason. Interesting. Yeah. Who's right? I think we both are. It's impossible to say. Anyway, the well, screening. Yeah, well, the, so, so the film guy. I well, I so we're up to. I watched it this morning. It's eleven a, and a half minutes of this episode. Yeah, there's not no rush. There's no rush. I watched it at home. I rented it. No, I bought it. I bought it on YouTube. I bought it too. Congratulations, Google. You've yeah. got the boys over a barrel this yeah, time for fifteen ninety nine or whatever. It what? Is. Bought. I bought it too. What did it cost you? Six bucks. High def. No, you rented it. You try to watch that movie 48 hours from now, I'm telling you, brother. Well, I'll sort <laughs> this not, out later. No, I won't have a look. I, have, I was so sure I had bought it. No, nah, they, they charge $15, $16 I went to buy through, it. Um, I went through like the Google app rather than YouTube itself. Oh, Do you think that makes a difference? It might. I bought it straight from YouTube. I'm going to go shop. I'm just going to look it up again as if I haven't bought it and see if it, if it can tell me what the price is. Oh, no, it says it's in my library. It won't tell me. Hey. I got, what? What? This has got one percent on the tomato meter. That can't—it's not true. No, it, do you know Fast Seven actually has eighty-two percent on the oh, tomato, yeah. or eighty-one? Is it? What the fuck's going on there? It's, See, look at this. I'm not going crazy, right? On the Google app, on Google TV, it says one percent. Yeah, but then I click in, it's eighty-two. They've done yeah. them dirty there because the tomato is red, so you know it's fresh. Maybe they right. didn't have the space for the eight. <laughs> look, <laughs> I would drop the one if I ran out of room. And then we'd just say eight percent. That's true. Still not high. Look, this is all by the by. I, I, I watched it, but um, I've actually got a gift for you today. Oh, my God. I've got a gift for you, too. Do you? Yeah, I keep forgetting to give it to you, and then now I'm the trying last to remember gift you where gave it is. Me oh, was, I know where it is. The last gift you gave me was a Becky. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which was um, a 2000 Sydney Olympics uh, Paralympic athlete that uh, the good folks at Mattel didn't want didn't want Barbie in the Paralympics. Barbie can ride horses. Yep. Barbie, I mean, Barbie can be anything yep. except a Paralympian. And uh, really, do we talk about this on the pod? Or? Don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in a second-hand store in in Melbourne looking for presents, actually for my for my wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be in the bracket. And uh, well, I saw it. I just like, I have to buy it for guy. It's yeah. a present for guy. That's well, a present for guy. So right I, there. I, There's something about the confluence of like it was it was the Paralympics and it was Sydney's Paralympics in 2000 as well I don't know it was just very Guy Montgomery I gotta say you nailed it I love it so much <laughs> it's um it's like a perfect it's a weirdly perfect gift but I uh obviously it, it's in its box still and it's quite big and um nightmare to travel I, with, yeah I, I couldn't put it in the suitcase oh, so brother traveled home with my loose with a loose Becky did you um, get another crumpler bag? No, this is the old bag. But is this, it? This is the bag I bought. I've got. I have a small yellow one I bought years ago, and then this one I bought last year. Oh, okay. I was going to say. I always buy myself in Melbourne. Halfway through the festival, yeah. I always buy myself a nice gift. This yeah. year I bought some shoes. What shoes did you? I bought Kahu. It's a Finnish uh, running shoe. Uh-huh. It's an old an old company, but it's a collaboration. It's actually a 
a re-release of an old um, hiking boot. So they're, they're waterproof. And what I love you is when... You can do some walks, Guy. Well, the option's there. What I like is when fashion and function intersect. I like the current trend of like, you know, urban mountaineering, basically, where everyone's wearing like really functional clothes. Yeah. And I'm like, this makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it is, it, it it is kind of nice. It makes sense when like fashion in winter is waterproof. I thought it was a bit of a tech bro th- that was Rufus, by the way. He's in here, everyone. He is the big he's dog. He's heard something. The boss. And maybe he's saying, hey, you guys need to talk about the No, movie. no. The, the oh, po- yeah, the present. The podcast can be about whatever comes up on the day. Um, so this is what I got you. This I bought in, I bought it in Auckland. He's opening the bag, everybody. He's, he's opening the fresh-looking crumpler bag. It's in. We've got a Lego bag. Just put my coffee down, and it is. <laughs> oh no, fucking way! Oh my god, guy has bought me the Lego version of Dom Toretto's Dodge Charger. Mm. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, Fast Ten's coming out when Lego are launching the. I mean, that must have been around for a while, but they felt like there was a bit of an emphasis on these things at the. Guy, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Do you know what my favourite detail... This feels like limited to dish. Do you know what my favourite detail about that is? What? If you flip it and look at the back, you'll yeah. see that they've got a, a Dominic Toretto driver. You are right about that. And when a Lego character is bald, they don't like round <laughs> the top of the head or give like a bald hair piece to put on it. They yeah. just leave it naked. So yeah. it, looks, it looks sort of incomplete. Yeah, you're right. But I love it. They've got so the way that they've made this Dom Toretto is just insane attention to the eyebrows. Yeah, that that is how they're communicating. You know, oh, and it's also his like Lego singlet. Yeah, like so the blocky middle torso arms, his, yeah. is a different color, and then his arms are the what yellow. I would have loved as if instead of having his the traditional um, sort of C shape open Lego hand, if mm. they'd closed it. So if they'd clenched the oh god, the that'd be hand. so funny. I think that's an us thing. Noticing it'll be a nice, that. it'll be a nice. Thank you detail. so much. Should I get? I'll get your present that I meant to give you ages this ago. Is a celebration. I mean, this is a lovely. This is a lovely episode. That's what it is. Is it's a it's a catch up. It's a reflection on uh, times that have passed. Oh my god. <laughs> Adi. Is it Artie Lang? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that sounds right. That is also a comedian's name, I think. It's oh uh, yeah, true. It's um, some... it's Marge's sort of old lover from The Simpsons. The um, I can't actually remember who did the voice. I have a feeling it was John Lovitz. Yeah, I think it was Lovitz. He pops up a few times. Yeah. A few different guys. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because these, what does he say? You'll have to forgive these <laughs> creeping fingers, wandering hands, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, love this it. is it's great. Yeah, so that I got, I found that in Littleton, and oh. again, you see, when you're Tim Bat and you're walking around, sometimes you see something and you go, "Well, I got to buy that for Guy." Well, I love that. I mean, I got a, I've got a, I got a home for this guy. I've got a. You little Simpsons. I wonder. Shrine. I mean, Chelsea likes The Simpsons, but I love The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny, isn't it, when you when you share a home and. You know, how much Simpsons is, is allowed? Furious 7 is I, a movie I've, I've we got watched. The, I've got, obviously, the Simpsons Lego house. And yep. also, for my birthday last year, Chelsea got me... You remember Bart Simpson's Guide to Life, the dream bedroom? He had a dream... Yeah. Uh, like him and Lisa both have a, a double-page spread with a dream bedroom, yeah. I bought the... I, I, for myself and a friend, I got like a, you know, a small printout, like a poster printout of it. Yeah. And then for my birthday, Chelsea got it framed. And then I, you know, I was like, well, this has obviously got to go prior to place. I, you know. Anyway, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of stuff going around there. And that's okay. I actually bought the uh, Lego Quickie Mart. Um, and I built it with friend of the podcast, Carlo Ritchie. And that thing's huge. It's big, yeah, yeah. How many pieces is it? It's like... Couldn't tell you. It's It's, it's proper big. It was um, not cheap. Mm. But yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, no, but no. I, it's it's a, like a collector's one, limited limited Lego. But you I, popped I love, that open, and made it. Yeah, I love Lego. It's something Lego's done really well. Is they've um, you know, the the collaborations with various different intellectual properties. Speaking of one, Fast and Furious. Yeah, you just bought. I also didn't mug this for the camera, so let me just get a shot for our our video. I won't yeah. remember to punch in, but um, if I do, it'll be pretty cool. It's so sick. 
Thank you so much. Hey, no, it's 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 my it's my pleasure. So the movie guy, we uh, there we go, twenty minute mark. Not having spoken about the movie we watched and the point of us doing this episode. How's your um? How's your show? How's your show going? Furious Seven. Because you did a few, a few nights in it. Sydney. I can't. How have you got that T-shirt? Did you buy one for yourself? No, my uh, years after I bought it for you, my um, sister bought me this T-shirt as a birthday present. Really? Yeah. That wow! I just noticed that now. Guy bought me. Speaking of Simpsons merch, yeah, that's right. The um, what does he say? Fishbowl. Is uh, that Ms. what Bart calls him? Uh, yeah, it's. I can't remember the name, but it's a the Japanese corporation that is the conglomerate of the electric company and I think a fishing. <laughs> yeah, and Homer becomes the the mascot. Yeah, Mr. Sparkle. Yes, Mr. Sparkle. Um, guy's got the t-shirt and it rules, and he bought it for me years ago because yeah. I loved it. You bought it. it on a New Zealand gala, actually. Well, yeah, that's good. true. It was a great set too. Thanks. You came out and you said, "Well, I'm a straight white man, and I got some opinions." Yeah, that was funny. And then you were funny. Thanks, man. You got a. I mean, you could, you're doing the gala in two nights here. Yeah, I am. I completely changed my set from what I sent them. Really? I had to get it. Did you tell okay. them? Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. What did they say? say? They said we've got to check this with legal, <laughs> which is always a good um, sign that you're onto something. Because of something you say. Yeah. Yeah, it's about Alec Baldwin. Ah, <laughs> oh, how you? <laughs> so like, we're gonna we're gonna make sure the the TV station checks with their lawyers that they can hear this. That'll be a standout moment. That's great. We'll see. It's yeah. It's I one started way to get their attention though. Well, isn't it? this is it. So here's the journey of what's happened here. Went to Sydney, got programmed on a bunch of galas there, which was fantastic. I didn't really know what they were. I was just like, okay, it's a lineup show. So I was getting off the plane. I had to get out of the airport and get a cab to go to the first one, like mm. fresh off. It was pretty late. I was, I was, you know, I'd been in the air for four hours. Oh, so you're, you're from the airport to the gala. From the airport. I got a race to the gala. <clears throat> I got to go, baby. Yeah. So I got in, a, in an Uber. I get, and I'm like, okay, so what are we dealing with here? Sort of 150, 200 seater. Nah, man. Sold out 700 seat venue. Yeah. Proper. The gala, I mean, for, the, for, for those of you listening who might not know these these comedic films, a gala, that's traditionally, it's a big show. It's a big one. But there was, several, minutes, there was several of them, so I didn't know how big it was going to be. So five minutes, which is hard. I find five minutes sets very hard, but it's a very good thing to, you know, it sharpens mm-hmm. your shit up. So I was like, five minutes, every, you know, they're getting like 10 or 12 really funny people doing five minute sets. Five of the best too. To separate yourself out or just to, to even stay at the, Keep that ball in the air with everyone else. Mm. You got to come out the fucking gate. Yeah, yeah. You got to know. You got to know who you are. So I started. From, yeah, I did all the galas opening with this joke about Alec Baldwin, and uh, it was a pretty big risk, but it went well. And so now I'm going to do the same on the TV one. And you see, it's you get it's you know, you got you got that first minute to get everyone to sit up straight and say. I'm tuning in for this one. Yeah, exactly. Because those big shows especially, they can go for long and they can become yeah. a bit of a TV experience, even live in the room where you sort of... And there know. is something about being a, a straight white cis male who's in his mid-30s where it's like, fuck, all right, mate. Fuck, you gotta okay. be, you got to be funny. They don't care about... They, I don't know if they want to hear a lot about my life story. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to tell them... You no, yeah, grab them by the short and curlies. You don't need to tell them your life story. I, I wish I had a joke about Dominic Toretto... To Dominic Toretto. Do you want to do the um, Alec Baldwin joke now? Um, nah, I'll, you know, you can see it. It'll be online soon. Fair enough. It'll be online soon. Can I tell you the joke I'm going to do? Go on. It just, it's just part of the joke. But I say, um, You're doing a great job of not talking about Dominic Toretto, by the way. Hey, man, I'm just talking about whatever comes up. I say, um, I say, I talk about being a stepdad, which I've never really done properly, you know. And I feel it's it's quite nice actually. I never really talk about my life and, and my comedy. Usually I just talk about um things uh, they're just jokes. But this year the the back third of the show is kind of getting into it. But I sort of I say I'm a stepdad. Rufus wants I to got a up. little little line about that, a little joke about that or whatever, and I say, um I talk about how much I love it. And I say, you know, the hardest part about being um a step parent is probably Finding a family to break up. <laughs> That's so good. 
Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you find the right family, they will have done it themselves. <laughs> I see you do that in your show. It's fucking funny. People love that. And I will say this before we get on to the movie. <laughs> It has been so gratifying seeing you tear shit up this year, man. It's fucking uh, very deserved. But God damn, you have you've just absolutely torn Australia a new one. Sold out shows, ladies and gentlemen. Bloody, he's doing his spelling bees, adding spelling bees. They're so fucking popular, filling out the the Melbourne Town Hall. It, it was, was a real sight to behold. It was a huge. You had you had the greatest city on earth, Melbourne, Australia. Greatest city on earth in the palm of your hand. I don't mind that. It's I, my it's my fave. I gotta truly. say, I think it's fantastic. Sorry to all the other cities, but Melbourne's fucking hard to beat, man. I, I mean, is this is this episode brought to you by Tourism Melbourne? Yeah, it should the team one should be. It, it does. It's not not brought to you by that. I think it's an amazing city. I mean, also we have to remember. That month we spend there. Don't fuck with that. That's the battery. If yeah, that comes I, I disconnected, just, we lose the recording. I was stopping Rufus. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, Rufus is here, everybody. Uh, it's it's that month that we spend. That's not necessarily representative of Melbourne year round. It's, it's a very vibrant month. It's true. It's a but it is a cultural hub. What do you like? You like sports? They got a big have sports we precinct. They got a huge. I don't give a shit about they sports. They got sports. That, if you like, you, what do you like? You like big stage shows. You like musicals. They got them year round. You like comedy. You like the Grand Prix. You like art. Do you like food, Tim? Yeah, I love. Food. Do you like the beach? Yeah, love a beach. I messaged you that today. How good is the beach? Oh, yeah. You want to know what triggered that? Me watching Furious oh. 7. I thought, when's the last... Did you go to a beach in Sydney? Sydney's got fantastic I, beaches. I, in some ways, went to a beach mentally this morning when the crew from Furious 7 and, and were at what, the beach. what beach trip did it make you reminisce on from your life? One where I was also thinking about how tragic it is that we've lost Paul Walker, which is what the whole beach sequence is about. Well, I mean, you know, a, a huge part of... Um, of did be, it get you today? Being alive is, you know... Is is the the fact that inside of a life, you know, death does come for us all, and it, it it comes for us at different stages. I think that's part of your Alec Baldwin joke, isn't it? There's no such thing as goodbye. I think that's what Vin Diesel says. Yeah, yeah, it's never goodbye. It's never goodbye. Did it get and me? And then and then the song, the lyrics of the song are Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. It's been a long time. Is that Wiz Khalifa? I've seen you, my friend. They're such a good time because they smashed through the Wiz Khalifa Tower. It's, it's, what, what are those towers called? The Wiz Khalifa Towers. No. Did yes. the rapper name himself after the towers? No, towers after him. Wow. That's how good he is. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know the tower. I don't know. That's like having a, um, you know, a Macklemore skyscraper. <laughs> it is in some ways. <laughs> But a shitty second-hand you know skyscraper what? that doesn't last Before very long. Before Macklemore released Same Love, I thought homosexuality was a sin. Yeah, same. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> Thank God he turned up just at the right time. A remarkably persuasive piece of songwriting. Yeah. Everyone else can get the bin. <laughs> He's the one. Yeah. Um, it did get me. And what I thought as the, as the emotional gravitas of the moment and, you know, the montage of... I mean... What gets you excited at the end of Fast 7 is seeing, you know, these fucking Benjamin Button motherfuckers, um, you know, really growing into themselves. Like, I'm so excited to see young Paul. Like, I mean, Paul's hot as he is, but like, God, those sandy those sandy locks. And yeah. Him and, like, young him and young Vin smiling Ludic at each other. Ludacris has got a big afro yeah. in one shot. I'm I excited to see I think that's that. his introduction to the to the family. Sick. Is, is the sense I got. It, 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 it makes me feel nostalgic his... for a bunch of movies I've not seen. Yeah. For a relationship I barely understand. And um, it does... It does uh, make you feel it makes you feel something and it makes me also think about how not easily manipulated we are or like not uh, it's not fair to frame it like that but just the the cinematic language and techniques available to elicit an emotional response from anyone is what do just, they use flashbacks to kind of give us the sense of the long journey that's led up to this point yeah music music works um i mean that's the big two yeah Music is probably, and it, it was also a tell on how horseshit the music in the Fast franchise usually is. Do is you, that this, this creates an emotional resonance and a connection that transcends usually what I'm seeing on screen in these movies. Mm. But this choice of song and moment, I'm like, see, so you know, 
you know that you can choose songs that, <laughs> yeah. that like drive an emotional response from your audience. Yeah. You've done it once and every well, other time. Hobbs and Shaw, though, they did a good job. Hobbs I mean, it was to elicit a sense of fun rather than like... Hobbs and Shaw, it's... Deep emotion. Yeah, they did do that. But they picked real ass songs made by, yeah. you know, chart charting musicians rather than just cinematic uh, orchestral whines. Mm. Yeah. I, droning. So it, to answer the question, it did get me. If filmmakers were allowed, do you think? Well, like, do you think it frustrates any filmmakers they can't just use drugs to make you feel how they want? So in the cinema, it was like a they give you drugs four D experience. They're like this one is, we 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 want you to have it's the not, sense of being in the club. So we're gonna um, like put e it's, in it's, your Coca Cola. That's an interesting idea. That feels like um, quite a a high end sort of immersive art installation almost. Yeah. I don't think you can do it for a full, you know, Hollywood blockbuster. The ethics are a bit iffy on it. But it does feel a smaller scale, intriguing way of blending, you know, the artistic experience. Like, Especially because so many drugs, I think, get miscategorized as um, medically dangerous when they're not. Hmm. So, like, there was, uh, there was actually a famous doctor... Oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, Nutt, Professor Nutt. I can't remember his first name. Are you thinking of the Nutty Professor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, and he created are you this substance called Flubber, right? Are you and get this. The Clump family. Get this. He was fat, <laughs> but then he drank the stuff he invented and he was skinny and wow. he could dance real good. Oh, my God. Um, David Nutt, I want to say his name was Dr. David Nutt. And he, I think, in the Blair government commissioned in the uk got him to do a report on drug they were like hey can you actually just can we just have a, a broad overview and just reassess drugs the, the actual day there's like talk- medical danger of drugs and so he sent them back a report he was like okay here's the skinny guys alcohol is far and away the absolute fucking worst shit yeah. we have and really should if, if if it's based on harm that stuff should probably be illegal yeah um Mushrooms is the least societally and individually harmful substance and should therefore be like legalized and regulated um, or or like a class A and basically flipped on its head the whole order of how we've currently got things. And so they fired that man. That's right. Well, (laughs) his research was wrong, wasn't it? (laughs) But um, all that to say, you know, if you're an artist, if you're a story maker and you want your audience to feel something, it feels like the final frontier is just fucking injecting them with chemicals, them isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's probably a counter-argument that great art should transcend, you know. It feels like cheating, doesn't it? If it's like, well, well if I'm yeah, just going to drag you why, to make you feel is, this way. Yeah, that's but, why I'd but, like it as an art project because it's... It, it, what it allows you to do, though, you know, the argument, I think, is that it allows you to experience a depth of experience that you don't as an artist get access to giving to your audience so it's like sure i can draw some amazing stuff or make a movie with some cool things i can give you furious seven the most action-packed cinematic experience possible but absent the ability to um lace your coke and popcorn with just a little bit of speed you're not going to get what i'm trying to communicate to you at the depth of which i want you to Wow. Imagine watching Furious Seven while you're just doing some amphetamines, man. It's like a um, it's like a a, a wine pairing with a meal. It's yeah, like on the blurb, under you know where it's got the rating, it should have drug pairing. Yeah, and it yeah, should have yeah. time codes and amounts and uh, recommended. You know, like what do you think for Furious Seven? What would go What would go well with it? It's kind of too long for um, too long. It's too long for uppers. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't be against watching it with a tramadol in the system. Mm, I was thinking ketamine, like not too much, but a little bit. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah tram would, a tram would be you good. You want to relax the muscles. Just yeah, let I, it. That's come what at I do. I, so I was going to the doctor and I'll say, Doc, all of my muscles are, rem- are under remarkable stress. They're very tense. <laughs> They're working very hard. Is there anything <laughs> <laughs> that could help these muscles unwind? There was the original set that I was going to do at the gala. What, what's that one? It was about Zopaclone. Oh, the, yeah, the best yeah. bit of international travellers lying to a GP that you're afraid of flying so you can get Zopaclone. Yeah. A bloody Zoppy and Furious does, 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 I, When I've had Zopaclone, mm. 
It's it's left a metallic taste in the mouth. Few people say that. I haven't, haven't experienced that. that. No. Maybe it's like uh, cor- there's, what is it? There's a biological thing that makes coriander or cilantro, as um, I assume our one listener says, uh, it tastes like dishwashing detergent. Mm. You know about that? Yeah, and it's genetic. Yeah, it cannot be defeated. It's so weird. You know, Sa- same with the urine uh, asparagus thing. You know what I did think? I actually. Um, and not just, the smell. It's not you. Don't produce the smell if you've got the genes. You only smell it if you've got the genes. You only smell it if you've got. Is it, do more people smell it or not smell asparagus weeds? I think more people. Well, I get the sense more people smell more it people just based smell, on how feels, we talk about yeah, it. But yeah. it is a genetically linked thing. You, I mean, look, this is possibly too much information, but I actually like the spe- smell. I don't like the smell, but I like the experience of the smell of the asparagus weeds because I like. The connective tissue it draws between what I put into my body it's and what so comes weird. out of it. That, that's the only thing. You should be able to always smell what you well, ate. I like, I like, you know, and it's <laughs> through it's, your it's, it's potent, Why is it just that one It's remarkable, Because you can have, you know, if you're having a salad and someone's chopped up some asparagus stalks and put it in. And say you only even taken like two heads or three stalks and you eat it. And then you have to pee from like water you drank hours ago. Yeah. And it's now time to pee, you know. Five minutes after you've had it, and you've only had two asparagus heads. Tiny little, like, you know, an inch, two inches of asparagus. Is that all it takes? You're going to have asparagus wheeze. That's crazy. Have, has this been looked into? Do we know what causes that? There's got to be people working on this. It's got to be potent, potent stuff. Something's fucking, something's really working overtime I like, to produce this result. I like that they're called spears. Yeah, Asparagus cool, spears. Every food should be... Every every naturally occurring food should be named after weaponry. 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 Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like the D. Put a D in there. Why, why not? not? Treat, treat yourself. That word feels like it's short a hard consonant. What have we got? <laughs> We've got a K? Can we get a K? Weaponry. Because does D ever go soft? K goes soft. Does D go soft? You got a soft D for me? Oh, silent or soft? Soft. Just a soft D. At the start of dread, but not the end of dread. Dread. Uh, That's, the D's <laughs> kind of announcing the word there. Yeah, true. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Are you playing the trumpet again? No, I've just got it out because... Uh... <laughs> Your steadfast <laughs> refusal to engage with the movie reminds me of a young man named Tim Bat. It is crazy stuff. This is a record for the podcast. You've got because you've got it. I mean, I thought it was. I've great. got it out because the box got damaged in the flood and started growing a weird looking mold on oh, it. I'm sorry so to hear I've that. got to throw that out, but I've got to get a new box for the trumpet. I uh, first of all, I saw it and I thought Timmy trumpet because there's a trumpet. Pl- you know, there's that's Timmy trumpet and I thought fuck that could be you and then I, I thought it was a lovely little moment you've got an old newspaper there do you know what that front, newspaper is it says trumped yeah oh yeah true and I thought it's, and but it's not about the trumpet it's about former US president yeah 
And uh, I thought, well, that that's neat. And you can then, say his name. This isn't Colbert, bro. This Donald is, this is J. Colbert. Trump. Since the, since, the great. Since the writers. The great, powerful, and wise. Since who will writers, ride again. Since the writers strike, this is Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people have left. And I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't want to tell the other writers this, especially the union ones in America, but all of this is written. I've got such an <laughs> issue with Colbert. Like, they bet the whole fucking house on just making jokes about Trump. And then they're like, oh, but now we're not going to say his name. Fuck you, dude. What the fuck is that? He's, uh, uh, Colbert's annoying. He, he, is, he, was, he was at his best as a... Um, as a character. Of course. That it was, was great. This, it was insane how much better that was. The, him is a, he's a, I think he's a very bad interviewer. I'll say it. And um, I just think, I think, and you know what, as an illustrative example, I just, I, I, I don't know, I feel like he struggles. But I, I think about our friend Rose Matafeo when yeah. she was promoting Star Trek Season 2. She got to do the US talk show circuit and she went on Colbert and she went on Seth Meyers. And it's just night and day. Seth Myers is an outstanding interviewer. He's a very generous host. He's you know, and he can incredible. Follow, he follows the conversational flow. Yeah. And even the one, even there was an interview recently that you posted that I then watched with Jenna Friedman, who's so funny. It's such oh, a funny interview. Yeah. And it's all Jenna. Yeah. He's he cannot follow the flow. Absolutely he not. He has to go back to the talking point. I mean, that was uh, yeah, that was him really out of his element. I think I think Shit, she'd have made it, was, it difficult for him, but I just thought she was so fucking she's so funny. funny. God damn it, she is funny. We I've got to get that if, book. We should see if she wants to watch. Um, oh man, I can't imagine. So, although if there's any time, it's now, right? Because she's promoting a book. It's true. I um I I was on at the same time as her at Edinburgh Fringe. We were in neighbouring rooms. So you didn't get to see her show. No, but we would um we would talk. You know, we'd be out the back of our rooms waiting for for. Our turn to go on. Yeah, we we you know we. Did you get on? Got along well. I right. mean, I think I had a you know I was just some some guy to talk to while she was waiting to start her show. Sure. To me, I was a fan who wanted to become you know like sure it's a, sure. There's a, there's a power imbalance there. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm funny too, and yeah. so I feel like that that weights it a little bit more towards. You know who else is funny? Jenna Friedman, Tyrese Gibson, and Furious <laughs> Seven. What is it with you in this movie? We're the, we've, we've, we've crossed the Rubicon of the 40-minute mark, oh, well and you won't talk about it. That's all we have time for. I will say this. My shining light was Kurt Russell putting on. Uh, so they get ambushed because the the family catch. So they've teamed up with the authorities, Mr. Nobody plus Dom Toretto's family. Yeah. Including a amnesic, if that is the adjective, lady. We're on the back nine as well at this point in the movie. We're that, we're we're on the way home. There's a dog shit line leading up to this moment where um, Mister Nobody. So so okay. So Dom's had to go to the Wiz Khalifa Towers to rescue God's Eye or break it out, steal it effectively out of a car, um, and does so. I wouldn't say with a plum. Usually, you'd say with a plum. No plum. It was, it was devoid no of plum. Nothing. It was acidic, the you, way he did it. Are you saying a plum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absent. Of, there's no plum, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, but you know... Yeah, yeah, great, perfect. I'll yeah, stop. plumless. No, no further questions yet, yeah. <laughs> so you know the tree that plums grow on? <laughs> it's not even in the picture, mate. Yeah. That's how bad he is at breaking it out. It's funny, a plum, like... It's funny there's no blom. There's no BL. There's no blum... Bloomberg, there's blum. Is there blum? There's no blom. No, so far as I you know, you say plom. You say a plom, but yeah. you, you can't say blom. It's nonsense. It's like it sounds like the definition of a nonsense word. Yeah, you're right about that. So, Mister Nobody says, yeah, to, but they should call him Mister No Fruit because this guy's plumless. Sister <laughs> Dom, he goes, he says, uh, I'm, I'm vitamin C deficient. What was the line? I messaged it to you when he said it. He goes, uh, he goes, I've got to, uh, he says, I've got to be honest with you. You did a great job. <laughs> it's like, don't start that sentence with, I've got to be honest with you, if it's a compliment. This is weird. Nah, nah. I've got to be honest with you, Tim. I'm just going to check the phraseology on that, actually, because. Um, wish you would. I wish you would. Will you? It may have been even Could starker you? than that. It may have made even less sense if you can believe it. But I, it stuck out so much for me that I, I messaged Guy when it was said. Do you know there's something to me that makes the screening more valuable? 
more intimate. With all due respect, Dom, <laughs> you really did great work back there. It's a joke. That's a joke structure. But he doesn't leave a pause. He just says, with all due yeah, respect, yeah. Dom, you did great work back there. All of you did. The pause, like, the pause sells the joke. The fuck? What I want to say is this. There's something... Well, hold on. I'm in the middle of my shining light, ramping into oh, it. Oh, it's oh, not yeah, the it's line just... you didn't enjoy? No, it wasn't that. Okay. Should I say f- it or do you no, need no, no. to get into something? No, here? no, no. I'll let you finish. So, okay. So the team of so then so this is the point where uh, Mister Nobody goes. All right, I'm going to lend you my guys because you did such a good job. So everyone's teamed up and they've got to take down Jason Stotham, um, uh, Deckard, sure. And so they find him and he's eating a lovely roast dinner, tucking into some veggies. Yeah, and that is nice. They think they've snuck up on him and he's just eating his food and uh, and he puts down his fork and he looks around. And he says, "This all you got? A dozen guys for me?" And uh, and one one of the gun guys, he's not even a fucking not a Kurt Russell or a Dom Toretto. He pipes up. I don't know who this fucking guy is. He's got a got a helmet on. He won on. a competition. And he says. Um, I think we got plenty. I think we got all we need, something like that, like, you mm. know, to take him down. And then, rightly ignoring this fucking dude whose name we don't know, um, but directing this at Dom Toretto, uh, Deckard says, you know, the friend of my friend is, is my enemy. Are you familiar with this concept? And <laughs> fucking big dumb Dom Toretto says, I don't have any friends. I've got family. Yeah. And then uh, Deckard says, well, I've got a lot of friends. Suddenly, the lights go out. We're in a firefight. There's like 30 dudes that Deckard Shaw has been hiding in this warehouse. And, and the ambush gets ambushed. Yeah. And Kurt Russell, out of nowhere, produces some fucking sunglasses that he puts on. I'm like, what is this men in black bullshit? Presses a button on the side. He's got night vision goggles and just starts picking dudes off with a little hand piece. Yeah, it's nice. Bow, bow, bow. That was my shining light. I love it. I love, um, I liked that moment too. There's something else that Dom says, I think it's later on. I think I wrote it down for you as well to remember it, but he says something along the lines of, um, uh, there's a lot of back and forth between us. Yeah, there's a lot of correspondence today. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to meet my maker. Are you? And I'm thinking, you're so, th- this dude is so not ready to meet his maker. Like Dom, Dominic, it's so important to Dominic Trio that he stays alive. Yeah. He doesn't even have a son yet, and it's important. Anyway, it's by the by. I was going to say it feels more, it feels more intimate, more beautiful, and kind of more important to sometimes watch the movie, to know that you've had that screening, to just have it, you know, have that experience inside of your body, and to kind of um, not share it, hmm. to not talk about it. Wow, but you think it would ruin it somehow to discuss it? It just feels a little bit more. It just feels a little bit more heightened. Seems I do. I will say this. Antithetical to the concept of doing a podcast where I you talk will, about the movie you I watch. I will say this. It would be nice if they made their heads slipperier. you got a lot of bald men. You did mention that over messaging. No one's, got a, no one's head is represented as slippery. For all I know, they've got some of the grippiest heads in the in showbiz. Do you think this is what they've got in store for um, Fast X? Is one of the, you know, there's a lot of things you got to, you got to have a new vehicle type. Do you, you know got to what introduce would, a new okay, baddie. What about this? Has this been done? Imagine this. There's another bad guy. Maybe The Rock shows up as a bad guy, but like someone. So I'm imagining Vin Diesel picks up The Rock, two fingers inside the nose, the thumb inside the mouth, head first, sends him down a bowling alley like a bowling ball. It's fucking sick. I and want he, that. And his head's so slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think his whole got, body's so slick that he slides down the. All these. What ball- is that called? I was going to say aisle. The alley? Alley, thank you. Alley, alley. I, yeah, I, I just think, um, what's the point in having all these bald heads if we don't even know if they're slippery? Yeah, it's a good question. That's what I think. So so for you, it's not even that they're not slippery necessarily. It's the question. It's the not knowing. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> it's the not knowing that kills me. Okay. My shining light was that. So bro, do you know that uh, Paul Walker is... Um, Deceased? I didn't know that, brother. He's a he was a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. I think he got an honorary black belt after he died. He's a, he's a stunt guy. He's good. He can True. do this shit. Here's a fight with a featured henchman. Sort of hand-to-hand combat. They're really up against it. It's in the same it's around the same scene that you were talking about. And at one point they're fighting and they go on a table, not on a table on a door, a detached door and it starts sliding down the stairs and they're kind of trying to wrestle while the door's sliding down the stairs. It looked like sliding down the stairs on a door like that looked like a lot of fun. Made me think about I just, I went we, when I was a kid. We used to slide down the stairs in a sleeping bag. Yeah, we did that too. That was fun. It was really fun. That was a fun feeling. 
quite um, we had a, 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 a you know a column heater like it heats up yeah, oil yeah. and the th- we had that at the base of the stair. Me and my siblings have talked about this often subsequently. As you adults. slide into that. We had it at the base of the stairs. We're like, why didn't we move that fucking metal heater yeah, out of the way? You just had to start sliding. Sometimes you just got to start sliding. Yeah, it's true. There's no doubt about that. The New Zealand International Comedy Festival is upon us. <laughs> and both myself... <laughs> this feels unearned. And Timbat have shows in that very this festival. Feels Tim's show deeply is unearned. Is climate change funny yet? He will dare to answer that question in uh, Auckland first and then in Wellington. For details, head to timbat.co.nz. I will also be doing my show, uh, Is Climate Change Funny Yet? In character (laughs) as Tim Bat. Head along to timbat.co.nz for more information. You know, what's important to remember is that we have watched the movie. I'm not forgetting that. What I'm telling you is that's my business. That's... That's something I have that I carry around with myself. If you, right. if you want to watch the movie, if you want to form an opinion on this movie, why don't you go do your own fucking homework? I'm sick of it. And uh, you can tune in next week to hear, because I haven't done it yet, Tim's top five cast that he'd fuck from Furious 7. Oh, wow. So it's something to look forward to. Um, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you when got you out of it. you fuck a car... Mm. This might be maybe I just don't know enough about cars. I'm always imagining you putting. I really your thought di- you were going to say about sex, but go on. I'm always imagining you putting your dick in the exhaust pipe. Yeah, there's got to be other areas. Did we got into this with Patty? Mm. If you could get your dick real flat, you could have sex with the seatbelt. All right, wrap it up, buddy. The bit the the seatbelt. Both your into. dick and this conversational alley. We're done. When you were a kid, did you ever try to swap the side, the the, the your balls? Did you ever try All to swap right. what we're, side we're they were on? Everybody, thanks for you listening. We'll see you at the you comedy can't. festival. Bye bye. <laughs> you just can't. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.